Well, uh, I'm trying to record this uh, at the, the City of London House of Prayer meeting here uh, just because I think it's relevant to uh, the times that we're in. Um, and it, uh, the title of this is The Warfare of This Hour. And when you're in a place of prayer, when you're in the house of prayer where we're doing prayer and we're doing worship, as I talked last week when we looked at Psalm 144, we need to understand that our worshiping and our prayer by its very nature is an act of spiritual warfare. Uh, it's always an act of spiritual warfare. It can never not be an act of spiritual warfare. Um, but the key is we must never focus on the demons. Uh, that's not the object. The object is to glorify Jesus and exalt Jesus. But I want to read just a, a couple of verses from uh, Ephesians chapter 6. Uh, everybody knows these. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may t be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Uh, it's a very powerful passage of scripture. And again, uh, we've all heard it. We've probably heard uh, a number of sermons on this passage of scripture. Uh, but I think it's really important for the hour uh, that we are in. And what Paul is doing here, he's beginning to set us up uh, to reorient our minds as we're engaging in prayer, as we engage in worship, as we understand uh, the times that we're in and the warfare dynamic of the times that we're in. He is orienting our minds away from focusing on people and thinking that this is all about people. Uh, it's not about people. It's never about people. Even when we see the scenes like we have with panic buying and people behaving uh, really obnoxiously uh, and inappropriately, it's still, even in that moment, it's not about those people. Uh, it's about spiritual forces of evil that are at work around us. And, and many times those spiritual forces of evil are the very ones that are motivating people, uh, influencing people uh, in some very powerful ways. We also need to understand, in light of the fact that this, this crisis is brought on by this, the whole coronavirus, COVID-19, that our spiritual warfare is not about viruses. Uh, the virus, even though in a sense it is our enemy and none of us want to get sick, um, and uh, uh, the, that the focus is just not on eliminating the virus, as much as we want to pray for that, I think it's perfectly appropriate to pray that, uh, that God would uh, thwart the virus, that God would inspire our scientists and our medical professionals to come up with an, a suitable uh, vaccination that everybody can receive and be protected against this. Uh, it's suitable to pray against human sinfulness, which is, after all, the source of this virus. Uh, it's not the sinfulness of the Chinese people, I must say very clearly. I mean, a lot of people have blamed Chinese people. That's absolutely wrong. But at the same time, had the government of China 
taken different action after the SARS crisis back 17 years ago and eliminated what's called wet markets and the like, uh, it's likely this virus never would have mutated and jumped to human beings. Uh, so it's the fact that the Chinese government didn't take appropriate action 17 years ago. It's the fact that uh, when the virus first came to its attention, it hid it from the world rather than immediately expose what's going on to take the action that was needed to be taken, thus allowing the virus to be communicated all around the globe in a very short period of time. You know, those things are, it's human sinfulness uh, that is the source of that. And to a degree, I guess we are praying against human sinfulness, that God would thwart human sinfulness uh, and the like uh, in our world. But even that is not really the focus of uh, our warfare in this hour. Uh, and I think that there are a few different uh, uh, focuses that we need to have. Uh, the first one, uh, which is very much a spiritual issue, and it's an issue that's more contagious than any virus, and that is anxiety. Anxiety is working in the world right now to a major degree around the collapse of the markets and what's happening financially, people losing their jobs, uh, the perception of shortages uh, in the marketplace. When we know here in the United Kingdom, we have the ability to feed everybody. Uh, our nation is not broken in that way. What is motivating a lot of the things that's going on around us right now is anxiety. And in a sense, anxiety is normal. Uh, whenever we have something that's uncertain, we will naturally feel anxiety. The key is to understand that anxiety, initially, the benefit of anxiety is to alert us that we need to pay attention to something. But then we need to resist anxiety in order to address whatever the issue actually is. And the more anxious we are, whether you are a Christian who is praying and worshiping or a Christian who is a scientist or a non-Christian uh, who is a scientist, doesn't matter. The more anxious you are, the less likely you are to be able to see clearly and know what needs to happen and come up with reasonable solutions. As long as people are feeling anxious about putting food on the table, they're going to panic by. They're going to do this really inappropriate and destructive behavior uh, and anxiety is the source of this. Uh, the antidote to this, obviously, is grounding ourselves fully in Jesus Christ. I mean, it really makes sense here what Paul says. You know, he says, you've got to be aware of the schemes of the devil. Anxiety is certainly one of the biggest schemes of the devil in this hour. And our, our goal in this time in resisting anxiety is to do what Paul says, to stand firm. If we stand firm, if we resist and refuse anxiety in our lives, no matter what's going on around us, knowing that we are anchored in Jesus Christ, that Jesus loves us, that God has a hold of this world, the coronavirus did not surprise God. What's happening now did not surprise God. It's not outside of God's sovereignty. And so we need to resist and refuse anxiety and seek to be really a non-anxious presence in the midst of our world right now. 
Uh, and the only way to do that, frankly, is not by trusting science. It's not by trusting money, because these things are not going to fix this. Science will help, and hopefully, given enough time, science will have a vaccine, and, uh, and science will be able to treat the sick. We're, we're not opposed to science, but science is not the source of our trust. Because science can fail us so easily, governments fail us so easily, money fails us so easily, the only way for us not to be anxious in this hour is to be firmly fixed on Jesus Christ. Firmly grounded in Jesus, knowing that Jesus has us, that we are going to stand firm on Jesus Christ, who is the solid rock. Anxiety is the, one of the greatest strategies of the devil right now against all of humanity, and especially right here in London, right all around us, whoever is listening to this, wherever they are, anxiety is one of the biggest demonic strategies. And the thing about anxiety is, even though it comes up rather naturally sometimes, uh, at the same time, demons love to magnify and manipulate anxiety uh, to create more anxiety because anxiety always makes people unstable. It makes people less creative. It makes people unable to come up with sensible solutions to their problems. And when one person is anxious, everybody else around them will get anxiety. It's as contagious as any disease, certainly more contagious than COVID-19. Uh, completely more contagious than COVID-19. So that's one of the great schemes of the devil in this hour. A second area of our warfare is we are in a battle against distraction. COVID-19, the virus, everything around us wants to distract us in our lives right now. We distract our focus, distract our prayers, uh, you see, it, it's all uh, it's all over the media now. Uh, we we saw people walking yesterday, uh, watching their phones for the latest updates on 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 the the virus, uh, and it's a real big issue. I mean, it's 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 worthy in a sense of our attention, and certainly we need to pay attention to what the government says. Uh, things like practicing some social isolation or social distancing, rather, not isolation, distancing uh, is a very good strategy for not getting a virus. And it makes perfect sense. I mean, if I've got if I've got a cold and I'm sneezing, don't stand close to me because the best I do to cover my mouth, some stuff is still going to get through. Uh, Karen was detalling. Uh, the door handle into my office this morning and I was sitting there and the door was mostly closed and I was sitting there doing my prayer time and all of a sudden I feel this moisture coming through the door landing on my arm uh, and even though the door was mostly closed the Dettol was coming through and getting all over me and that kind of viruses happen that way and so making sure that you keep your distance uh, from people and things like that it's really a good strategy especially if somebody's coughing and hacking or smoking or doing some things like that you know, so, uh, but the problem is, I felt this myself this week, that we can get so fixed on the virus that it distracts us from everything else going on around us. We can get so fixed on the virus that we forget, what do I do about my job? What do I do about my savings? How do I manage my money? What about my future? Uh, so many people are putting their future on hold right now. 
Uh, they're not really thinking about their future because they're so overcome by the virus. And frankly, at some point in time, this is going to be over. This is not the end times. Uh, even if all humanity got got this bug, uh, yes, we would. It would be a tragedy because so many people would die, and we don't want to see that. Uh, but at the same time, it's not going to wipe out human life as we know it on this planet. This is not the zombie apocalypse that some of my friends have been preparing for in the States. You know, this is not it. Uh, we will get through this and come out on the other side. And you see right now, all the panic, all the things that are happening in the markets are happening because people are getting distracted from the long term. And so we just need to be aware of this distraction. And we need to be asking ourselves, okay, God, what do I need to be focusing on? In uh, Thursdays and Sundays, uh, if we're able to continue those services, uh, I have uh, sermon series that have already been planned out, uh, both of which the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to do this. Now, when the Lord spoke these sermon series to me, he knew that COVID-19 was going to come. I mean, it's not like God, you know, said, okay, Rod, I want you to do this series to encourage men and encourage women to rise up in the fullness of their calling and destiny. And, oh, no, there's a virus now. Let's panic. Let's run. I mean, God knew all this stuff. You know, God has got us. God is protecting us. God is there. So we need to be focusing. God, what do you want me to focus on? What needs to be the focus of my life, my ministry, my efforts in this season and not allow the people around you and the circumstances around you to distract you, especially to distract you from Jesus. Because one of the biggest things that the enemy wants to do is to cause us to focus on the virus, to cause us to focus on panic buying or, or our anxiety or whatever else. He wants us to focus on that and take our eyes off Jesus. And as soon as we take our eyes off Jesus, we lose. Fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. That's what Hebrews chapter, chapter 12 tells us. And we need to do that because distraction is another massive scheme of the enemy right now. Massive scheme of the enemy. And then as we, the warfare of this time is reminding us that we are dealing with principalities, powers, spiritual forces of evil in this cosmic darkness, this present darkness. That's what Paul is saying about. And so we need to be using this season to go against the demonic principalities and powers, as God reveals them to us. It's not, we don't go out there uh, willy-nilly and start casting down demons, but we need to go after what God shows us. Now, we do have a strategy here at, uh, at City Temple, which I'm not going to put on the recording. Uh, I'll share with everybody afterwards. But we have two particular areas that I believe the Lord has told us, go after these areas because they are going to be absolutely key to winning people for Christ in the future and fulfilling everything that God has for us, everything that God, God is doing. And so we need to be going after what God shows us, praying down these things, exalting Jesus. And the best way to do that, you know, if you're going to get rid of darkness, you turn on the light. So it's not just about speaking to demons and say, come down. It's about Jesus, please be magnified so the demons flee. And, uh, uh, and that 
that is something that, that God wants, wants us to do, wants us to see. Now, in terms of our warfare in, in, in a non-demonic, let's don't go for the schemes of the devil kind of way, but in a, in a positive way, what do we need to be looking at here in this time? Well, one, I think we're going to see some amazing opportunities to share Jesus with people. There are going to be a lot of people who ask us, if we maintain a non-anxious presence, a lot of people say, well, why aren't you anxious? Why, why, how can you resist the anxiety? And I think we have to say, well, because I'm anchored in Jesus. You know, I know Jesus is my Lord, my Savior, and be very open and forthright with people because I think that we're going to see an openness among people as never before. And so not only do we need to look for the opportunities, I think we should pray for these opportunities to share our faith with the people around us uh, and not, again, allow the enemy to distract us. One of the things he wants to do is distract us from this and say, okay, what Christians should do is just good works. And we should do good works by all means, but it's not just good works. We do what we do because Jesus is our leader. Jesus is the one who saves us and loves us. Uh, and so we must not allow ourselves to be distracted away from proclaiming the good news about Jesus, uh, sharing it with our friends and our family and our co-workers. Uh, but the other dynamic there too is that we should do use every opportunity we can to do something good for people. It really is heartwarming to see uh, how people are stepping up to try to do very th various things, especially those who are reaching out to their neighbors and saying, "Hey, if you're if you're on lockdown, you know, if you're if you're self isolating, I want to help you." And we as Christians should be doing that and looking for opportunities to help other people and to help one another. Um, and third, uh, here we need to be more aggressive in praying for sick people. Now, we might not, in this day of social distancing, want to go around laying hands on sick people, especially if they're having a persistent cough and a very high temperature. I would not recommend that. Uh, but we can pray for them. You can pray for them over the phone, pray for them over social media, <clears throat> pray for them in person at a distance. <laughs> uh, but we need to pray, and we need to pray boldly, not timidly. Uh, so many times Christians are praying for other people. And they say, oh God, you know, if it's kind of your will, would you possibly maybe bless this person and help them get well? Uh, and, and that's really timid. I think we need to be praying, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray for healing for this person. I pray you'd remove a virus uh, from, their, from their body. Uh, heal them from this. Don't let it get worse. Don't let it be communicated to other people. We need to pray very forthrightly and straightforwardly for the healing of people. And on that basis, we can certainly pray for the healing of our nation right now with this whole virus. So we can pray for people personally, but pray for people uh, nationally uh, as a nation, as a group. So this we're, we're in a season of great warfare right now. And the warfare of this hour is to remember that our real enemy here is not a virus. It's not people acting crazy. Our real enemy here are spiritual powers of evil in heavenly places 
Uh, it's magnifying this anxiety that's going around. It's the distraction. And make sure that we're focusing on Jesus. We're lifting up Jesus. And as Jesus directs our prayers and directs our declarations, we need to make those with boldness, confidence, and faith. Uh, because I think this is just the beginning of a season when the church of Jesus Christ is going to rise up in greater power and greater authority. Uh, so, Father God, I pray that you would show us uh, this, these and any other schemes of the devil working in our lives right now. I know I've just mentioned a couple, but I know there are more. Reveal those to us, Lord, and help us to pray boldly and aggressively in the power of the Holy Spirit, lifting up, glorifying the name of Jesus. And let us see miracles happen. Let us see this virus stopped uh, here in its tracks in our nation. Let us see uh, everything accomplished uh, that might be good to come out of this time of crisis. Let nothing thwart that or set that aside. But most of all, Lord, I pray for every one of us and everybody listening to this, that you would keep us healthy, you would keep us strong, and you would cause us to stand firm in Jesus. Let nothing move us from standing firm in Jesus Christ, because according to Paul, that is the goal of our warfare, to stand firm in Jesus and see the enemy fall. We love you and praise you and pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.